everyone and welcome to the Soil CRC Knowledge Sharing Project Extension Series. I'm your host Simon Kruger, Knowledge Sharing Project Grower Group Participant and Project Communications Officer at the West Midlands Group in Western Australia. This is one of four Extension Series companion podcast episodes where I sit down with other participating Grower Group representatives and reflect on some of the key learnings from across the Knowledge Sharing Project. Joining us today It is my absolute pleasure to be sitting down with my fellow West Midlands Group colleagues, Mixed Farming Systems Project Officer Melanie Dixon and Executive Officer Nathan Craig. So obviously, Mel and Nathan, you're pretty familiar for me. This is a nice opportunity for you to introduce yourselves to our audience and maybe help everyone learn a little bit about our organisation and what we do at West Midlands Group. So how about you both introduce yourselves and your roles? We can start with Mel, if you want to fire away. So my name is Melanie. I'm the Mixed Farming Systems Project Officer at the West Midlands Group. I've been there for a couple of years now and a lot of my role is about delivering projects on the ground, working with farmers and just, yeah, getting the best out of the projects for them and what we can. And Nathan? And I'm Nathan Craig, I'm the Executive Officer of the group and my role is keeping everyone in line and helping to set the, uh, the strategic direction and at a broader level for the organisation. But in terms of projects, my role is around kind of project management and project oversight. So I keep track of the projects as uh, they're ticking along and yeah. Nice. Now, I could pick on either one of you at the moment, but I'll pick on Mel, obviously. For a little bit of extra context, what area does the West Midlands Group cover and what kind of farmers and farming systems do we work with? So we have a pretty large region that we go over, sort of down from, we're based in Dandarigan, I'll say. Based in Dandy, we do a lot of work in Dandy, Badgie, as well as Mora. We Sort of our area sort of starts down in Jinjin, across Samora, and then right up to Idiaba as well. So it's quite a large area that we're working with, and with a really broad range of different farmers and farming systems in there. So we have a lot of, well, I guess we have a lot of all of them really. We have a lot of croppers, a lot of uh, broad acre cropping, mixed farming systems as well with sheep and crops, and then we also have a few beef producers as well, particularly in the background in cattle space. And for those that aren't from Western Australia, if you could kind of situate maybe Badgie and Dandy in a little more detail geographically for those outside of Western Australia, maybe in relation to Perth so people can get an idea. So probably the best way to look at it is uh, we cover the area on the trip from Perth north to Geraldton. We cover the first half of the trip. And so about a couple of hundred k's inland from the coast and, yeah, about the best part of two hours' drive north of Perth, three hours' drive. Nice. And when you say mixed farming systems, Mel, do you mean sheep and cropping or beef and cropping or a little bit of everything? I feel like it's mostly sheep and cropping, but there are definitely people that have a little bit of everything out there as well. Even yeah, right. pigs as well, don't they? Yeah. If you guys can talk about what kind of soils uh, do we have over in our area in Western Australia that we're working with? Yeah, so I'll answer that one. Thanks, Melanie. <laughs> Most of the soils that we're working with are deep sands. 
We do some of our better cropping soils are, are coloured sands, which can be up to three metres deep. And so they have very low water holding capacity. So we need to make sure that we're using all of those soils for them to be productive. They're also historically been very low in nutrients. And so having effective fertiliser strategies is one of the keys for good production on those soils. Nestled in around that, the soils kind of jump around a bit and there can be many soil types in each paddock. And one of the, the next most common soil types are, are deep white sands that are very infertile and not suited to cropping, generally used for grazing and increasingly now being sown to perennial grass pastures like paddock and rose grass. Uh, and that's they've been kind of well suited to the area. We also have in our region a lot of gravel outcrops, rocky outcrops, and so we can tend up into more gravelly soils as well. But predominantly we're working with deep sands that are either coloured and useful or white and less useful. <laughs> now, I was going to ask another question first, but since you're talking about you know perennial grasses and, and working on deep white sands... One of the aims for these series is to look at maybe a, a different way we, we engage with our farmers um, or, you know, more successful events as part of the knowledge sharing project. And one of those series was the uh, Pasture Walk series of events. So Mel, as the lead of these events, can we talk a little bit about the evolution of the series and maybe what we've learned through the process? Like how did the first event come about? That first event sort of come about because a couple of farmers had approached us. They had done some work with winter amelioration on these really sandy soils that you can't really do much with besides establish some perennials. They found that they had a lot better success rate in establishing these perennials when you would ameliorate them first. So it was all about getting this information out to as many farmers as we could. And, you know, these guys come to us and they were really keen. So we thought, well, why don't we just show it off, we'll show off the good stuff where it's worked really well, where this amelioration has worked well with the perennials and they've established, you know, it's great ground cover and we'll also show some spots where it wasn't that successful and we'll get everyone together and we'll just have a bit of a discussion about it. I really think that, like, a lot of the time farmers have the knowledge, they just need to be able to be in a safe space where they can share a lot of it. Mm. So that was that first one in 2021. Yeah, we, we went about it a different way. We definitely could have gone down the route of getting a researcher in, I guess, and sort of running it like a novel event. I don't know. I guess we just tried some things a bit weird and a bit different at West Midlands Group. So we thought we'd just sort of have a tour of the farm and, and, and let the farms talk about what they wanted to talk about and make sure they sort of stay on topic, but they can run their day pretty much. And we had a, a lot of success. Yeah, honestly, a bit shocked by how many people had rocked up. And immediately after this first event, we had two more in a very similar, like, casual discussion style events within six weeks, I think, straight after. What were some of the key things you played around with, I guess, in a communication or an engagement level with that first event and the first couple that might have contributed to the success of it? With so many people coming and feeling comfortable talking in that space. To get people to come, we definitely focus a lot on the flyers of, of what we were actually we spent so many hours making sure we had just the right word on the flyer. It was really important that we got it just right because we wanted to make sure people knew what they were getting themselves into because it was like a different sort of weird event. Like they weren't going to go there and just have to listen. They were going to go there and they 
we wanted them to participate. Not necessarily like you have to, you know, stand up in front of everyone and say your opinions, but we wanted to make sure there was discussions in that event. So that was a really big part of it. We yeah. also, you know, leaned on our contacts a lot as we were leading up to this event saying, hey, you might be interested, like, why don't you come along? And that, you know, those sort of things followed a lot through the rest of the series. And something else in creating the event is that we'd gone out there and we'd had a, we had like our own personal farm tour, I guess, with the farmer talking about what the day was going to be like, just having that discussion with him beforehand. So he sort of, I guess, got his thoughts gathered before he had to show that to everyone, you know, the, the 40, 50 people that rocked up on the day. Would you call that farmer, you know, a local hero? Was it a local hero perspective or was it maybe not that strong a use of words? People come out because they respected the farmer a lot. They knew that he would give things a go. He wouldn't fluff things up or or lie to them. He would say how it is. And I think that was a a big part of people. Did you find that you needed to, you know, as the series progressed, because I know we've had, we've had those multiple events, did you need to focus so much on a local hero or could you kind of open it up a, a little bit more to maybe just discussing things that were happening on the farm and less about like a very, you know, a high level local hero experience? When we sort of created the next five events that we had on this series, we didn't necessarily go out and find a local hero. We had the events with farmers that were keen to show off their property. So mm. they didn't necessarily have to be a local hero, but a lot of the time they were they were just keen, they were engaged, they had tried something and they knew it was like a safe space. They were just sort of interested in getting that discussion going. And so then, in some cases, yeah, it was. In some cases, it was more about what they had done. Yeah, of course. And then from an organisational perspective, Nathan, were there any things that you thought stood out in the Pasture Walk series that other organisations could learn from? If they're looking in at that series, what are some of the learnings from your perspective? Yeah, I think for the most part at first event and then probably most thereafter as well, I was pretty much external to the whole delivery of those and it was really Melanie and the rest of the project officers working on it rather than myself being directly involved so I could kind of stand back and, and see. The first thing that kind of stood out to me was that something they were all, the project officers were very keen to do and so they were kind of driving it themselves which meant they had more ownership over the delivery of the workshop and less kind of being told that they have to deliver a workshop. <laughs> the second thing as Mel's kind of highlighted we spent a lot of time getting the flyer right, getting the wording right, getting everything right so that farmers understood exactly that this would be a different event mm. and and it was good because some of the feedback that comes through was was like, oh, my God, this event was exactly like it said it was going to be on the flyer. And so that really resonated with me that we kind of hit the nail on the head and we had something like 60 farmers come to the to the very first event, which was in the middle of harvest, mind you. A lot of people still come along. Another thing that kind of stood out to me was that when we started to workshop around this idea of the format, the team was met with a lot of hesitance around from other people that kind of with more experience saying look that's not going to work that's going to fail miserably don't do the format like that way you just can't let farmers do their own thing run their own show run their own show Mm. but we had farmers that were keen to talk about their experiences and talk about their farm and particularly the, the host farmer for the day so that worked well and then probably the thing you know having two events in close succession afterwards because other people had stuff that they wanted to show 
really showed that the the event resonated and to me you know that was a sign that, that we are that we were gaining momentum mm. and we were gaining new people at each event as well not all people could come to successive events yeah. but we would have new faces each time which meant we were getting a bit of a roll on and it was all about looking at local farmer experience and not being told what they should or shouldn't be doing. Mm. And would you say that over the series of events, I guess West Midlands Group took a bit more of a, a guide role, for example, rather than standing up and being a hero or, or, or learning and, and facilitating those events rather than you know putting our, our stamp on the door as soon as you get in? Yeah, and that's an approach that we've been working on for a couple of years that, that West Midlands is here to help. We're not, the, we're not the hero to come out and say, you know, this is how you should be doing everything. You know, this is the way that things are done. Our role is being there and supporting the farmers to investigate themselves and, and the farmers being central and hero of the story for us. Yeah, mm. it, it was all about what the farmer wanted to show. Like we sort of had the goal of talking about perennials and talking about ground cover and establishment sort of not vaguely, but that was what our overarching goal was. But, you know, if someone said, hey, I'll do the next one because, you know, I'm trying to do some cover cropping like my perennials and this side of the paddock it worked, but this side it didn't. What's going on? Maybe someone else knows. We'll go out mm. there and we'll have a look. You know, we're still talking about perennials, but the topic of the day really was up to the farmers and what they were most interested in because I'm not a farmer, you know, like I'm not going <laughs> to tell them what they're interested in. <laughs> so. and, and it kind of fits as well without what we've been working on is, trying to empower the landholders to carry the knowledge of the project forward rather than the project officer having all the knowledge and then the project officer leaves and then we don't have the knowledge anymore. Mm. Helping, empowering farmers to be the future legacy of the project. No, I think that's a pretty comprehensive wrap of the Partial Walk series, which is perfect for this series. I'm just going to ask you guys if you can maybe provide like some top tips maybe three in total or something to think about for researchers and the research community when they're trying to engage with next users and in our case farmers yep for me my biggest thing that i always have to think about is if i would enjoy it Mm. you know like i if i don't feel like i would want to go to that event or if i don't feel like i'd want to read that or that if it's not going to grab my attention then chances are it's probably not going to grab anyone else's attention as well or they're not going to want to do it so if you're not interested then probably people aren't as well mm. yeah from my perspective we've collaborated with a lot of groups a lot of grower groups over the years and presented at their field days and one thing that stands out to me from that is that every local group knows their audience best and mm. they know how to communicate so Farmers are the same, 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 but different. And so each group, each area, just a little bit different to communicate with and have different levers and things they respond to. So definitely connecting with the local grower group to understand how to best communicate and in what language and also what sort of events and methods of communication work mm. are key things that can just help you know, with the successful delivery of your key messages. Awesome. Some uh, pretty reasonable tips are out there, I'd say. So, Mel and Nathan, thanks so much for jumping in quickly to have a chat with me today and also for your continued support of myself while we've been in the knowledge sharing project (laughs) and your support of the project in general.